0: The idiom uh, may be a person, an idea, an event, or a protocol that changes the established order. Something that is a game changer is a radical and disruptive. Is radical and disruptive usually in a positive way? So when we say something's a game changer. Uh, it meant that event has changed everything. That one event, that one person, that one idea. Has changed everything. Let me give you a couple examples here. The wheel, the wheel's a game changer. Uh, before the wheel, amen, was the square. You imagine going down uh, the road, bouncing around on, on a square, amen. So the wheel is a game changer. It's able to cart things around. Is able to move things, amen. So it's a game changer. The printing press, is a game changer. No longer writing. Uh, Just everything down, amen, a million times over. Uh, But the printing press, the photograph was a game changer. The light bulb uh, was a game changer. Uh, No longer do we have to light candles or just kind of fill around in the dark, but the light bulb was a game changer. It's not been the same since. The locomotive was a game changer. Especially in the uh, Industrial Revolution, Uh, In America, locomotive, amen, going from east coast to west coast around. uh, That's a game changer. The automobile, the telephone, the airplane, uh, uh, we can go on. But these were game changers when they uh, was brought in. uh, Nothing was the same after that. Nothing was the same because uh, that event changed the world. You know, what happened in our text, we're going to read our text, the game changer. What's happened in our text has touched every generation since. Uh, it's time written here. And hopefully we'll leave here changed a little bit tonight as well. Let's go to John chapter 4, we start at verse 39. It said, "...and many of the Samaritans of that city believed in him because the, words of the woman, because the words of the woman who testified. He told me all that I ever did. So when the Samaritans had come to him, they urged him to stay with them, and he stayed there two days." And many more believed because of his own words. Then they said to the woman, now we believe not because what you said, for we ourselves have heard him, and we know that this is indeed the Christ, the Savior of the world. Father, in Jesus' name tonight, I'm asking you, God, to pour out your spirit. God, I pray, ignite our hearts. God, let this be a game changer tonight. Uh, give us revelation. Give us understanding in your word tonight. Uh Challenge our hearts, God, in Jesus' name. God's people say amen. I want to preach tonight on testimony. Let's look first at the power of your testimony. <clears throat> Verse 39 said, Many of the Samaritans of that city believed in him because the words of the woman who testified. You know, the Samaritan woman lived a very immoral life. Verse 18 uh Back in our scripture, verse 18, Jesus said, uh, you've had five husbands, and the one that you're with now is not your husband. So this lady is a very uh, immoral life. Uh, she lived a very immoral life. Uh, but these, this, this Samaritan city, they're not listening to her because of what she used to be. They're listening to her because of the change uh, that has happened in her life. Corinthians 5.17, 2 Corinthians, uh, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. In other words, the moment you get saved, you have something to say. The moment you get saved, you have something to say. This lady, uh, the Samaritan woman, this prostitute uh, that gets saved, she's been saved less than a day, uh, and she goes back to Samaritan City, and everybody's listening to her. She's testifying, uh, Jesus told me everything I've ever done. Uh, in other words, she, Jesus made himself real to me, changed my life, done a miracle in me, set me free from who knows all the words she said, but she captivated the whole city. And again, they're not listening to her because what she used to be, uh, but because the change they're seeing in her now. Notice what she didn't say. She didn't stay quiet. She didn't just say nothing. You know, when we get saved, we got to say something. Salvation, when God lives in us, uh, when God is moving powerfully in our life, we can't just stay quiet. And here's a new convert. Uh, she understands this in her own heart. She goes back to that city, uh, and she begins to testify. Everyone in that city wasn't living the life she lived. Uh, but that's the beauty of a testimony tonight. You may be giving them your testimony, how God sets you free from drugs, uh, alcohol, immorality, and they get convicted about lying. They get convicted about how they're talking to their, their, uh, their, uh, their wife or their husband, and they, get, they want to pray and get saved. Uh, that's the power of a powerful testimony tonight. Uh, God can use your words that you're speaking in one area and touch another area. You know, if you and I are going to see people get saved, See people's lives restored, marriages healed. We have to testify to people. We have to testify. We have to lift our voice uh, and begin to tell people this is what Jesus done for me. One thing I've been trying to do uh, these last months, uh, I've been very convicted, especially since this coronavirus thing. Uh, is when I meet people when I on my job, when I meet people, just I try, I try to witness to them. I try to get the gospel in there, talk to them. Uh, Give them a testimony uh, of what God's doing, and because that's what we're supposed to be doing. Yeah. And if we're going to see people get saved, uh, we're going to have to testify. Amen. See, there's the truth here tonight. People get convicted and come to church, make a decision to follow Jesus because the words you speak to them. The Bible says here they believed in Him because the words a woman uh, who testified, because of her words, uh, they're going to Jesus. Because of the words she spoke to them, the, the words she testified, uh, the testimony she gave them, the witness, she, she, I mean, they said, we want to see this Jesus. We want to go to church, we want to live for God. Uh, listen, that's the power of our words tonight, it's the power of our testimony. Uh, when you and I give our testimony, people are captivated, they want to come to church live for God now. You know, Jesus sets the example for us in testifying, he sets the example in everything, right? You know, in the book of John, chapter 1, Jesus testifies to Andrew. You know the story? Uh, John the Baptist is there. Uh, Andrew and another disciples there. And he makes the claim, Behold the Lamb of God. We know the story. Andrew uh, and this other disciple go after Jesus. Jesus begins to testify to him. Uh, amen. Andrew testifies to Peter. Uh, uh, Jesus testifies again to Philip. Philip testifies to Nathaniel. Uh, and on and on. Uh, and we had the 12 disciples now, the 12 apostles. Uh, but start with the witness. You simply start with somebody witnessing to somebody else. Uh, they get saved, they become a follower, become a member of the house of God. Uh, they're raised up, they're a disciple or preacher now. It hadn't changed. See, we're not going to be able to just pray people in. We're going to be able to just pray our friends and our coworkers workers and loved ones in. Uh, we have to witness to them. As we witness to them, there's a conviction of God uh, that gets a hold of them as we give a testimony. Think about this lady. She simply just testifies. uh, Jesus (coughs) made himself real to me, told me everything, uh, and the whole city wants to meet him. Mark chapter 16. Jesus' last words to his disciples, go into all the world, preach the gospel to every creature. That's his last words to his church. How important are our last words? You leave the house to tell your kids, don't burn the house down. <laughs> don't play the math. Don't touch anything. Because that's important, right? That's your last words. These are Jesus' last words. Uh, go preach. Go testify. Go witness. Tell somebody uh, about Jesus. You know, the theme of the uh, the Acts church is found in chapter uh, 1 of Acts and verse 8. So You shall receive power, and the Holy Ghost comes upon you. You shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Amen. That was in the fabric of who they were. The Book of Acts church was a witnessing, testifying church. Uh, They went everywhere preaching the Word of God, testifying uh, that Jesus Christ was Lord and Savior. Listen, witnessing and testifying needs to be a major part of who we are. We're just not supposed to get Bible knowledge and amen every once in a while. We're supposed to get what we have out and talk to people. Witness, testify. Every one of us need to be busy giving our testimony. You know, our lives become full when we testify, don't they? Look at our text. They believed in him because the words of the woman who testified. You know, the greatest joy in the kingdom of God, to me anyway is when you look across the church and see somebody there because of you. Amen. This lady's heart is filled with joy uh, because now she can go back to a city uh, and see there's many people there in that city, men, women, children, uh, are following Jesus because of her words. Uh, and I know of no greater joy than looking across the church, uh, a building and saying, and being able to identify, man, they're there because of me. I witnessed to them. I brought them into church uh, I remember when I got saved, to work, I worked as a meat cutter at a packing house. Uh, and I remember at one time we had several people coming from there to church. Uh, and it was a joy, man. <coughs> Excuse me, I got an itchy voice here. When I looked across and I know I witnessed them at work, I worked with them uh, and brought them into church. They're there because I witnessed. I mean, that's a great joy. Luke 19, Jesus testifies to Zacchaeus. We know Zacchaeus gets Satan in verse eight. Then Zacchaeus uh, stood and said to the Lord, "Lord, if I I I'll give half my goods to the poor, if I have taken anything from anyone by false accusation, I restore full fourfold." Uh, then Jesus said, "I believe with pure joy. Today salvation has come to this house. Jesus witnessed him, testified, and all of a sudden he's saved in making these decisions. I mean, that's just pure joy in it." When you get somebody in the church, they pray, you pray with them, uh, they're saved, uh, and now you're watching them make them decisions. I'm going to give. I'm going I'm to be involved. I'm going to get in, involved in drama. I'm going to get involved in witnessing. But they begin to make them decisions. I'll talk about the power of your testimony. Now let's talk about the, the reach of your testimony. Verse 40. It says, Now when the Samaritans had come to him, they urged him to stay with them, and he stayed there two days, uh, and many more believed. Listen, she had no idea her words were going to reach that many people. That's the reach of our testimony. We have no idea how many people God has listening to there. We have no idea how many people are giving their attention to the words that we say uh, I mean, think about. It. She had no idea when she went back there. She, the whole city's going to listen. The whole city's going to be asked questions. Uh, they're going to run to Jesus. Uh, the reach of our testimony. Listen, the way we're going to reach our city, the way we're going to build this church uh, is by testifying. If we're going to see our church grow, if we're going to see people come in, uh, make decisions to live for God, make decisions to get involved and do something for God. We're going to have to begin to testify. We're going to begin to witness because that's where it starts. Discipleship and church planting is a byproduct of witnessing. It has to start with witnessing. We love to see discipleship, don't we? We love a conference when, uh, into this city, into that nation, so and so they stand up. Uh, we rejoice in that. But somebody had to witness to them. There wouldn't be a conference getting sent out if they didn't get witnessed to. I was reading uh, about a church who, this pastor had a burden for the law, so uh, he made this banner up. I put it at the exit of this building. As everybody left the building, next to the building, they had to see this banner that was right over the exercise you are now entering into the harvest field. Uh, make sure you witness to someone. That's a good sign. David Smith Wilkes Word, he said, I will not sleep. Uh, I will not go to bed at night without praying for someone that day. He said, many times as he laid down, uh, he remembered, I didn't get to witness anybody that day. I used to pray to anybody. He'd actually get up uh, in the middle of the night, go find somebody, witness them, pray with them, go home, go to bed. Could we have that conviction? John chapter 4, text. Disciples have left to buy food. As they come back, they see Jesus talking to Samaritan woman. In verse 35, Jesus begins to speak to them about the harvest field uh, of souls that need to be reached in which she was one of the harvest there. Jesus said to them, lift up your eyes and look at the fields for they are white uh, and ready to harvest. You know, the truth is, the reason many people in our city are not here tonight We don't view them as a harvest. Jesus viewed this lady as a harvest. uh, And the reason we don't talk to people, we don't witness to people uh, many times, we just because we don't see them as a harvest. We don't see them as somebody God wants to save. Uh, We don't have that conviction we need to witness to them. Uh, uh, But we need to have that. Jesus said, Lift up your eyes and look at the fields that are white, ready to. Harvest. This word lift up your eyes. This is a spiritual posture. Uh, this is a soul-winning posture. This is looking at people uh as potential converts. Amen. Uh when I see someone, uh I, they're not just a person, but hey, that they can be in church, man. They can live for God. They might be in drama one day, they might be in a band one day, they might uh who knows, but we see them as a convert, don't we? That's what Jesus says. Uh Lift up your eyes and look at them as I see them. They're a harvest. They're not just people, but they're harvests. harvest. Listen, your testimony is exactly what our city needs to hear. This lady, she would have rationalized it in our text. Uh, uh, She's probably hated by many of the women in that city because she had violated many of them. <laughs> by her lifestyle, many of their husbands probably know her very well. But she goes back to that city, she begins to witness to them. Uh, and her testimony is exactly what that, uh, what that city needed. Uh, her words made a city, urge Jesus to stay a few more days. Listen, a prostitute witnesses, and uh, a whole city comes to Jesus. That gives us hope tonight. That gives us all hope that a prostitute uh, uh, can go out and witness in a whole city not sure how many, but there's probably several thousand people there uh, came to Jesus because of one person's witness. You know, your testimony, the mess that God brought you out of, the changed life that you now live is vitally critical for people to hear. When you can stand and say, you know what, I used to be this. I used to be bound in this uh, and that. And you begin to share that testimony uh, with them. Uh, you have no idea how that's impacting them how that's touching their lives. Uh, they may be going through the same thing. Or, or not, and as I said earlier, you may be talking about this, but God's dealing with about something else. So your testimony is vitally critical uh, and meant to give to people. Talking to Dion yesterday, we're talking about strategies for outreach. And, and uh, I'm still in this from him. just hope you don't mind. But we're talking, he said, you know, find people that ain't wearing a mask. They're not afraid anyway. You know, don't find the people with the mask. Stay away. You know, find the ones that don't have a mask on. That's right. Talk to them. They're going to talk to you anyway. Uh, They're going to get close to you. The ones with the mask, you know, hey, hey, six feet, man. Uh, But the ones without a mask, what? What did you say, man? Tell me. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Amen. It's a good strategy. Young people. uh, Amen. That um, young people and people without masks, talk to them witness to them. Give them your testimony. It's a good strategy right now. You know, our website, our church website, our YouTube, uh, Facebook, whatever site it is. You know, we have a new testimony on there about every week uh, because Rosie and these ladies understand the power of a testimony. The power of a testimony. Somebody uh, clicks on that site uh, and they see that, they hear that. Caderos was last week. Uh, I listen to him every week uh, and I mean, just the, the the I mean, just the testimony, the 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 power of that. It's going out, and touching lives. Amen. That's why we have them, because we understand uh, they're not just words. It's but it's it's a miracle that God's done to life. It's something God's doing, uh, and it's impacting. Amen. So your testimony reaches out further than what you can ever imagine. Never underestimate the reach of your testimony. Listen, her testimony caused Jesus to stay and many people to believe. Say, say there are two more days and many more believe. In other words, Jesus used what the Samaritan woman said, her testimony, build on that. Uh, And when he had left two days later, many other people were saved. Uh, This means lives were restored, marriages were healed, uh, and many other things uh, happened because this one... Lady's testimony. Listen, Jesus can build on what your testimony, what, what you say. Amen. So, talk about your testimony. I'll talk about the reach of your testimony. Let's talk lastly about the effects of your testimony. Look at verse 42. Then they said to the woman, Now we believe, not because of what you said, for we ourselves have heard him, and we know that this is indeed the Christ, the Savior of the world. Now, this is the way it's supposed to be. Your testimony brings them to Christ, but then He takes over. Come on. Amen. Your testimony brings them to Christ, uh, but when they come to the house of God, they're there to hear Him. He begins to do miracles. He begins to touch their hearts, speak to them, change them uh, through these miracles. They said, listen, we're not, we don't just believe because what you said. Now, Jesus made Himself real, to us personally now. And He's moving our life personally now. We believe. You know, they remember you. They're grateful for your witness. But now life is about Christ and the kingdom of God. That's the great part. You see a convert come in. Thank God uh, you witnessed to him. You got him at Walmart. You got him saved. You got him in the house. We want to see something. We want to see what God will do in him now. Yes. We want to see God do a, a work. And we want to see God uh, help him uh, and move him along. You know, we can all remember who witnessed to us probably. But now, weeks and months and years later, we can remember that person, but we're talking about what Christ has done in our life now. Now we're talking about what we're involved in, in the work of God, because that's the way it's supposed to be. Uh, This is the effect of a good testimony. This lady testifies, uh, and Jesus, uh, she gets here. We get him to church. Jesus takes over. And now, uh, weeks, months, years later, uh, I'm, they're doing something for God. That's the way we're supposed to be. They said, we know that this is indeed the Christ, the Savior of the world. Well, how they know that? Because Jesus made Himself real to them, right? As we come to church, we hear the Word of God. Uh, he makes Himself real to us. Uh, in a sermon, uh, in worship, in many ways, Jesus will speak to us, make Himself real to us. They're changed on the inside. They're converted. And now they're off to win the world themselves. You know, we don't know how many of those people that got converted that day became pastors, pastors' wives, or people that got ministry. But we can guess. I bet many people in that Samaritan city became pastors, pastors' wives, uh or people involved in ministry because of this one lady, right? That's that's just the nature of it's how it works. I was reading First Thessalonians, this Apostle Paul was speaking to a people that he wanted Jesus, but uh, they uh, they took what Paul said and now they're winning the world. Look what it says in verse 5, 1 Thessalonians one verse five. <clears throat> For our gospel did not come to you in word only, but also in power and the the Holy Spirit with much assurance, as you know that what kind of men we were among you for your sake. And you became followers of us and the Lord, having received the word in much affliction with joy in the Holy Spirit, and that you became examples to all Macedonia and Acacia who believe. For from you the word of the Lord has sounded forth, not only in Macedonia and Acacia, but also in every place, your faith towards God has gone out, so that we do not heed, uh, or that we do not heed, we do not need to say anything, uh, for they themselves declare concerning what matter. And he goes on, uh, Amen. So this church, yes, Paul says, listen, we came to you in power and word uh, of God. We preach the word of God, but man, you took this thing a lot further. You know, we came to you, we gave you everything we had. We gave you our best shot. Uh, we're preaching out, we were laying hands on you, getting you feel the Holy Ghost, but you uh have taken us uh much further. And the Bible said their voice went out to the uttermost parts of the world. Everywhere Paul went, uh, they said, yeah, we've already heard about that church. We already heard uh, uh these people already talked to us. And I mean, they're getting they've got it. And that's the effect of a witness. That's the effect of our testimony tonight. Uh, amen. That God does take what we say. God builds on that. And there's an effect. Uh, amen. As we simply labor in witnessing labor and testimony, uh, God takes that, builds on it, and makes the people like this. Let me close here tonight. You know, there's key people that God has in our city that are in your pathway and my pathway. <clears throat> when I got saved, I didn't look like a key person, trust me. When Dennis Wright first witnessed me, I was separated from a wife, getting ready to get divorced, living with six guys as a party house. I did not look like the key guy in that little church. When I first came in the, house, when I first came to the church, uh, I had long hair. I was scruffy, man. But you know what? My pastor worked with me. My wife came in, worked with us. Uh, and, and I look back at that time, God used me and my wife to bring a lot of people in that little church. Uh, that church grew and began to launch churches later. You don't know who that key person is. You, will you take time to witness to them? Even be the uncomfortable part. Uh, they're partying. Will you stop and witness to them? We get out of your comfort zone, talk to someone. First, we're talk about the power of our testimony. Listen, when you begin to speak about Jesus, if Dennis Wright would have came up that night looking for a fight, he'd have got beat. Six guys. I mean, we probably had 20, 30 guys there at night. He'd have come looking for a fight, he wouldn't have survived it. But when he came preaching the gospel, we all just shut down. And we're all listening. We, all, we wanted to know. We didn't want to go to hell. We knew we was on our way to hell, and and he told us we were on our way to hell. And that we didn't want. And we listened to him. Uh, Amen. That's the power of your testimony. Uh, when you witness, you tell them about Jesus. People want to know. They want to know what's after they die. They want to know what's going to happen. Uh, why they're here. Uh, what their purpose is. People want to know that. As I said, this lady talked about. How Jesus set her free from immoral lifestyle, but the whole city came to Jesus. Satan talked about the reach of her testimony. She had no idea how far her testimony was going to reach that day. You know, I think about the old lady. I'm not. Even, we don't even know her name. Who witnessed to Pastor Mitchell? I mean, all the people have gotten saved through Pastor Mitchell through our fellowship. Uh, it's going to be accredited to her in heaven, amen, uh, I'm sure Jesus, Peter, James, John, they're all there. There's another one. There's another one. Uh, she's a soul winner in heaven today. Uh, that's how she's known because, listen, uh, all that belongs to her now. Listen, your testimony is very effective. Who knows how many minds are restored, marriages restored, lives changed, uh, if we will simply talk to them about Jesus. People come to church, they're all messed up, but listen, after you give them some months, give them some years, you're like, wow, man, look what God did in their life. Right? I want to encourage you, my challenge is to you tonight, Listen, don't let this coronavirus saying make you, uh, uh, somebody ain't going to talk to anybody. Amen. But use your time as you tra- You can go to Walmart anyway. You go to the, you're not just staying at home. Come on. You're not just sitting in your house. Uh, you're going to the uh, you know, store. Talk to someone. Tell them about Jesus. Uh, tell them what God's done in your life. And you'll be amazed what God may do. Let's bow our heads tonight. If I can get every, every head bowed tonight.